going to begin today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm not preaching a long sermon, um, but I will be preaching in a way to invite us into a moment of extended prayer. When, um, when we can see and experience God's healing in our spaces of loss for this All Saints Sunday. So today we celebrate one of the most sacred days of the year, All Saints. And it's a day I love because it's a day when we remember people who we've lost and loved. And living and losing really do go hand in hand more than we'd like to admit. But on All, Saint, All Saints, we step back from that unhelpful cultural expectation. And we let the memories of the dead live. And we acknowledge how loss lives right with us, sometimes as an unseen companion. Today, though, we get a chance to see. And before we continue, what I'm going to invite you to do, we're going to say a prayer just to set ourselves up, and then I'm going to invite you to really call to mind someone who you'd like to remember, someone who you've lost. But let's start with a prayer. Oh, one more thing. I'm going to invite our staff to put this up as a special prayer that's separate from everything else, where you can come back to it if you'd like to go back into this prayer moment and do it in the privacy of your home if you're here, or just do it again. So let's pray. Holy One, for all the saints, living and everlasting, we give you thanks. Guide our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Help us to take in the next breath, remembering your Holy Spirit, your hua, your life-giving force, and as we breathe in and out, may we breathe in all that you would have us to hold tight. And as we breathe out, might we expel everything you know we don't need. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So. As I said, this is a time when you don't have to tuck your grief away, or maybe you set it aside for just a moment. But what I'm going to invite, with the help of the scriptures, invite you to do is to try to guide you to a conversation with God about your loss. And God, by the way, and of course, is an everlasting conversation with all the saints, all of our loved ones. And we're going to ask, for that awareness in this endless continuum, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. It connects who has been, who is, and who is to come. The Holy Spirit does that for us. Every time I preach resurrection, which I do at funerals, for example, but at any loss, I preach one of my favorite passages from John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I tell you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I prepare a place for you, I do so so that where I am, there you may be also. 
And when I preach this, I always, always imagine this beautiful dwelling place that God has prepared for each of us and for the ones we've lost, too. Maybe you call it heaven. Do you have an image of heaven? Do you have an image of your eternal dwelling space? I would imagine that a lot of us don't. Or if we do, it may have come from a movie that we saw or, or something. But there are other ways to imagine what God has in store for you in your forever home. And it's not a bad idea to know what that looks like because the kingdom of heaven is now and you can experience the kingdom of heaven as you live into that vision. So sometimes I let myself dream of this, not all the time because I can't always, just my imagine can't, imagination can't always summon that kind of beauty. But when I do, when I think of Abba's mansion, I don't necessarily see something, but I do feel something. Some people say, our memories are strongest, not so much in what we see and even what we remember in them, but more in, in what we feel. And I think that can be the, that way with our sense of what God has in store for us. I feel, when I think about the eternal, I feel the fulfillment of God's promises. I feel complete satisfaction. I feel absolutely no pain. I feel a sense of joy that can't be taken from me. I feel total love. And I think about the things, I notice the things that I don't feel. Those things that God has promised us are in our future when we don't feel pain. When we don't feel sadness or longing or isolation. And when I think about that feeling and when I think about this place, this heavenly way of being. When I feel those feels and experience, all that God wants me to remember is how I was born to live. Same for you. Then I can come back to my grief and let it sit in that image and that feeling of the eternal dwelling place. And I think about the people who I've lost, and experiences of all those things, the pain and the sadness and the isolation and the longing and all these things that we'd love to wish away from our lives. And then I realized, you know what, that is done. It's finished. And then the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom and the earth was shaken and the rocks were split. And when Jesus himself relinquished his spirit, the earth shook. And I would just like to say to you that we have all been that curtain ripped, that rock split, and that right there is grief. It's also God's most powerful way to reach us in that split, in that rift. But then you have to remember that that also wasn't the end of the story for Jesus. And because of what he did, the places he went for us, with the place where he is prepared just for us, we know that it's not the end of the story for us or for anyone. And here's the gospel truth. 
Grief hurts us, but it doesn't hurt them. They're done with that. There's no such thing as pain in Abba's house, only glory. So that's what I'm going to invite you into this time now, a time of prayer to behold and to give thanks for the place prepared for all of our ancestors and for all of us. And I'm going to guide us through it now, but I want you to know that this space will be here for you if you ever want to come back to it. So let's begin. Please join me in a spirit of prayer. God, we thank you for the opportunity to pray, to be active participants in our everlasting conversation with you. We thank you that you give us life, that you give us breath, and that even past our last breath on this planet, we start our first with you. And we want to invite you, God, to acknowledge and, and to come and heal us in those spaces that need you. There are parts of our body that carry our grief. And with our breath, God, we invite you into there the tightness of our shoulders, the tension in our necks, the headache we can't seem to get rid of, the ways our hearts ache, the pain in our backs, our legs, our sore feet, everywhere, anywhere that we have within this body you have given us, God, within this body, that has fought for us through pandemic, through everything that has tried to take us down. God, this body you gave us has conquered. And it's here today, and we are here today by virtue of that strength and your grace. So thank you. And God, as we remember all of the saints, We've come to you now in glory. We ask you for just a moment to see a glimpse, to feel a moment of that glory. Send your warmth and your light to us. Help us to feel that glow from the tippy tops of our heads the very bottom of our feet. Bring us a sense of peace and connection so that the connective tissue of your Holy Spirit can guide us in this time now. God, we've lost some, either in our deep past or in our immediate present. And in this time of prayer, we invite you to call to mind one person in particular who we might remember and give thanks to and for. Whoever it is you might want us to remember now, we thank you for the strength of that memory. Help us to experience 
their presence in our lives, the continuum of your love and their love. Help us to remember what you've promised, that great cleansing that takes away all the things that brought them to shortcomings in their lives, ways that they maybe didn't come through for us the ways we wished, the endings that came too soon. All of that is cleansed away in your heavenly glory, God, and for that we give you thanks. Help us to feel at peace with what you have done and are doing so that we know that anywhere we go, our loved one, our loved ones are rooting for us. You are our God. You have done everything. You will go anywhere, even to, as the creed says, to the depths of hell and back, God, to a tomb that could not hold your son. You are so powerful. You are Alpha and Omega. And when we feel like we are at our own endings, at these places that feel like they are Omega, when it feels like we just can't go on, when it feels like we just can't see the next step forward, God, we remember that you bring us an Alpha again, a new start, a new day. You are the way maker. You work miracles into our lives. You keep your promises. And for this, and so much more, we say thank you. We love you. And if our eyes have closed, we open them again to a new day. Amen. There's a marathon outside. One of the most beautiful traditions of this city is that New Yorkers come to support our own. We go out and we line those streets and we cheer the people on and we say, thank you for what you're doing. You can do it. You can run this race. Did you know your ancestors do that for you too? that they are lined on the streets of your lives, cheering you on, saying, you can do it. You can make it. We are here for you, and you're going to get there. We give thanks for all that. We give thanks for all that is in store for us, knowing that there is a blessing around every corner. And if you don't see it yet, just know it's there. And now, receive this blessing if you wouldn't mind rising. May the peace of our Lord Jesus, which surpasses all human understanding, fill your hearts and minds with the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And if the church agrees, might it say, Amen.